This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets Where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks. I have the pleasure of bringing on my international friends from Wybell, Aaron Lawrence by way of Sydney, and Mark Livingston, a stone's throw, or I like to say a Pete Moore football throw, away from Manhattan Beach and Beverly Hills. Gentlemen, welcome to Halo Talks. Thank you. Hey, Pete. Thanks for having us. So you guys have been in the industry for a while, kind of like ourselves. You know, we'll call ourselves veterans. You know, Mark, I know you and uh, Gallon go back... Uh, to, uh, to throwing kettlebells around, um, walk around the street with uh, either uh, really good shoulders or a lot of bad scoliosis. So take us back to uh, how you started and uh, how you linked up with Aaron. So, so you know, my background's in, in advertising and marketing. And um, my family was an advertising family. Um, I sold media, got into the sports and entertainment sector and sponsorship sector over, over the years. Um, and at a certain point, uh, an old boss said, hey, you got to check out this, this product, looked at that. And that was my entry into the fitness industry. And fast forward about 15 or so years later, connected with Aaron and, and his team at Wybell Fitness. And the product just caught me. Um, you know, I've, I've been around great fitness products, but this one was it was something totally different and, and it was, it was fun. And, you know, so we began together back in mid February of 2020 uh, in the U S and there's a whole series of stories beyond that, but we'll uh, let you talk some. We'll pull some, we'll pull some out of you. So, so Aaron, talk about the, uh, the genesis of the product and um, you know, how you turned your, uh, your passion into a full-time profession, as we like to say. Yeah, look, um, I'm a, I've been training for around 15 years now. Before that, I was a builder's laborer, just, you know, knocking away there, living week to week um, and, and sort of not, you know, enjoying the work, but not realizing that, you know, eventually the damage had done to my body. I had to get out of that sort of uh, industry and I, I sort of fell into training. It was the only other thing I knew. I'd always kept reasonably fit and played sport and so I thought, you know, at the, I think the ripe old age of a ripe young age of 35 or something, I, I went to TAFE, to college, and spent a year um, learning how to become a, a trainer, a personal trainer. Um, from there, I sort of went straight into doing group training sessions down on um, Bondi Beach here in Sydney, which is one of the most famous beaches in Australia. Um, very busy, a lot of competition in terms of other group trainers and, and groups all outdoors. And yeah, I just, I, I found my calling. I think I really enjoyed it. I loved it and was growing, um, growing my training groups quite quickly and soon realized that the, the one challenge, the main challenge I was facing was around the equipment I was mm -hmm. using. Um, I loved, I loved the early mornings and I loved dealing with all the people and, you know, getting to, to, to share with them what, what I do in terms of movement and fitness. But 
you know, setting up a whole lot of equipment for 30 or 40 people every morning and getting it down to the beach. And that was, was the one challenge that I, I sort of had to think about and, and came up with a, with a way around that. And that was using one piece of equipment to train everyone as opposed to dumbbells, kettlebells, med balls, even barbells, and trying to throw all that in together in a session where I only had them for 45 minutes. So I didn't want to spend time, you know, having different groups doing different things and all that set up and all the instructional time that it takes to go through all that. So had a bit of a think and it took a while. I was drawing pictures and sketching and dreaming and 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 really came to me just out of the blue, I think about three o'clock in the morning one one night. And um got up and I I sort of I had the vision of this this weight that sort of had multiple handles and I could use it as a dumbbell and a kettlebell and a midboard, everything I was already doing. And we sort of, it, it grew from there. I started, I uh, got an old prototype made up. Um, it was a very old barbaric looking steel one just from an engineer, but it worked, you know, straight away. I knew, I knew it worked even better than I thought it would. The weight distribution shifted every time I, I held a different handle, which which really made it feel like a mm-hmm. kettlebell and, and a dumbbell and a midball, depending on the, the handles I was holding it with. So that's where it, it, we grew from there. And um, yeah, you know, to, I mean, it's, it's, right, it's kind of interesting right me, and, and just to stop you for a second, because we, we talk about this on a lot of podcasts, but we believe in, and through years and years of looking at companies, the best products or the best services are built off of a personal frustration that is that somebody tries to solve and once they solve it yep. and go to the level of the sketches and the late nights and you know there probably should be like a, an alarm like at 3 a.m everyone just get up for 10 minutes and like come up with your best idea write it down and go back to sleep. <laughs> that's how halo came about yeah, as well absolutely. it's like 3 a.m i woke up with that and wrote it down and went back to sleep so you know yeah. it but, but for someone to understand you know and there's a lot of copycats that are coming on saying, Hey, I'm going to be the next Peloton. I'm going to be the next Y bell. I'm going to be the next, you know, TRX. And the reality is you're not because you didn't solve a frustration. You're trying to piggyback off of somebody else's special sauce. And you don't really Mm. even understand the special sauce because you don't know what the DNA was of how it started. Right. So from a standpoint of, you know, Mark, you've been around a lot of companies on an early stage, whether it's mad dog or whether it's, you know, kind of like the, first inning of you know the kettlebell movement or what have you so you know obviously you probably have a very defined lens i would say over time of like hey look i see i see this happening or like this is something that reminds me of something that didn't work before so how did you how is your brain kind of calibrated over time because mad dog was somewhat of a you know a taste maker and distributor of people's ideas so maybe talk through that and how that's kind of framed you yeah, I mean, Mad Dog was a really interesting experience for me in, in, in exactly what you said. It, it, it gave us exposure to a lot of different types of products. Um, you know, their CEO had a lot of people coming to him because, you know, he and uh, Johnny G created the first spinner bike. You know, and they did it in their garage, similar to Aaron. They, they, they had this need that they wanted to address or fulfill and and they learn the business. Um, you know, I think it's similar to what, you know, the TRX gang did, what Randy at, at TRX did is it was, it was a need and they addressed it and it became a, I think, a, you know, if I re- remember the folklore, right, 
you know, it became a, a B school thesis or plan. Yeah, and, case study. And, yep. and and from there, um, you know, when when I looked at this product and you know what really stuck out was its its um, multifunctionality. And and it wasn't just that the guys had thrown something together and said, oh, it's it's another dumbbell with with stuff on it. Um, it, it had balance it and and it had all these things, these sort of check marks that that I'd learned from the Ganulins of the world and the kettlebell guys or or other people in the functional space where they each had their individual products that that made sense for the right reasons um, because they had the right focus. And what Aaron and the team did is they blended that. Um, and then what, what they had really started to do was build um, the initial framework for a, a distributor base around the world. And, and we've really, as you know, as we've grown the team, been able to um, write the right communications plans and 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 really um, you know, get out there and talk to our customers in a way where we're listening to them and, and frankly, making changes uh, based on those conversations. Uh, yeah. So, and that's really part of what makes Y-Built so unique and fun is, is it's, it's been collaborative um, yeah. over the past couple of years. You know, Aaron, one thing that you said kind of struck a chord with me. So if you could just visualize this, so I'm working out in, in Manhattan beach at, at Bruce's beach, Mark. And um, my trainer comes up in his uh, silver Honda Accord and takes like 10 minutes and basically unloads his trunk of all of his equipment, then sets it up on the basketball court. So like we're already starting out our relationship together with like a frustration, a setup, you know, me being a little anxious. Hey, man, do you want me to help you? You know, so I got like this awkward relationship being built all because the equipment choice and the setup and and in some of our halo yeah. academies and some of the things that we've gone through like southwest airlines to bring up a completely different industry like by the time they they come to a gate by the time they leave the gate on average when we we're in business school it was like 17 minutes when every other airline is like 40 and like everything they've done is mm. designed to get that plane in and out so it struck a chord to me and i think people should should think about this and maybe can expand on it like if you want to have a 45 yeah. or 55 minute class and you only leave five minutes in between at your key hours, like using mm-hmm. a piece of equipment like this is going to turn the setup time, going to make the program easier to teach, is going to be able to have you clean things in and out and get people into the studio. So maybe you could focus on maybe that kind of is part of the sales pitch or like you see people yeah. using this saying like, hey, man, like I got an extra 30 minutes a day of workouts because people don't yeah. need to like change over. I think that's a huge takeaway from. Yeah. Me. Oh, you, yeah, you've, you've, you've spotted that so well, Pete, because it's simplifying it uh, for me as a trainer. So, you know, like you said, there's no frustration there for me. Now I, I, I rock up there. I bring my wire bells out. I know that's the only piece of equipment that I'm going to use. It's simple. The great thing is, as well as being simple, I've still got all that variety. So, you know, you talk about a frustrated trainer or, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of new trainers coming into the industry think I can run a training group. You know, it's, it's harder than it, than it seems. And, you know, you realize that once you've done a few of them, but with the great thing about Y-Bells is 
it's taking the pressure off a, a, a new trainer or, or any trainer uh, in the session as well. So the easy setup, you're not flustered, you know, you've got everything covered with the wire bell because, you know, if something goes wrong, if it's wet, if it's, um, you can't get down onto the ground for some reason, it's, it's, it's really wet or it's muddy or, you know, you're on the concrete or whatever, you can adjust really quickly on the fly, you know, or, you know, you can just say, all right, guys, we're, we're not, you know, we're not going to do that uh, med ball stuff that we were going to do that was going to involve a lot of high impact dynamic jumping and lunging because we've been forced up onto the concrete, for example, because it's too wet on the grass. Um, very easy to adjust and go, we, you know, we're going to do some dumbbell exercises instead or some kettlebell exercise. But I don't then have to worry about going and changing equipment or getting other pieces of equipment around there. So what it enables me to do as a trainer in a group is just be a lot more relaxed and comfortable knowing there's not much that's going to throw me off my game yeah. here. I've got so much variety on hand without having to change any equipment. Yeah, I think that's good. So, so, yeah. so if we pivot into, you know, COVID hits March, 2020, you've got a big commercial business. You've also got a consumer business. Tell us kind of, you know, how you dealt with that influx of demand. And then, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, are positives that have come out of this, you know, uncertain times? So, so a, a couple of things, um, you know, the way the way the company's set up, we have different strategic partners in different areas of our business. On the product side, we have uh, a product team in Hong Kong and in China. Our education side, we have uh, education partners in, in Australia, digital marketing in the U.S., et cetera. Um, so we actually got sort of uh, uh, first exposure to the concept of COVID in mid-February. Um, when it really wasn't that big of a news story, it was sort of kind of floating around here in the States, but Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash was really the big news at that time. And But our product team really opened our eyes very quickly to what the factories were going through in China. And so that caused us to pause dramatically as a business um, and then pivot very, very quickly where at the very beginning of March, we hired a series of agencies, began redevelopment of, of an e-commerce portal, mm -hmm. built that, um, began building that, set up our three, three third-party logistics system here in the States, um, formalized our 3PL system in Europe, uh, and then made sure we were able to get product out of China when things were starting to, to really shut down. So we actually got lucky through having the relationships already set up in China, and we were able to get things moving um, when, when a lot of other folks were uh, not paying attention to it or, or didn't know to pay attention to it. Um, and so that really positioned the company, uh, you know, I say well at the beginning of the pandemic because we were one of the only companies that actually had product. Mm -hmm. um, and our supply chain in China was relatively unscathed. Our factory was relatively not affected, whereas factories literally next door were, were not so lucky. And, you know, of course, we've all gone through the shipping woes that are still going on today. Um, that seems to kind of change every couple of weeks. 
Um, but, you know, we've got good shipping partners. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you don't try to do it all yourselves. You go out and find the right people with, with a hell of a lot more experience and they're smarter than you and you partner with them. And they're going to make money. They're going to help us make money and our distributors and dealers make money. And, and at the end of the day, they're going to make happy customers because we're able to get them good product. Um, so so it's, it's, you know, part of this journey has been about, um, it, it, you know, we've had to be reactionary um, mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Um, we've had to be opportunistic in some of the ways we, we approach different types of sales. Um, we've, we've had to remind ourselves to be patient and that, Hey, you know, everybody's going through this and, and, you know, take a step back and, and see how, you know, we can kind of strive to help others in, in, in whether it's their personal fitness journeys or it's helping trainers keep their businesses afloat or helping, you know, smaller studios get through it, um, to, you know, what does the future look like? So, so in a weird way, the pandemic is, I think, helped, helped our company by, by teaching us humility mm-hmm. at the same time, preparing us and causing us to have to be prepared for what's, what we think is coming and what might come and being able to go in a lot of different directions. It's almost like your head has to be on a swivel all the time. Yeah. So, you know, as a lot of these uh, commercial clients that you had went into their own um, direct-to-consumer, you know, at home, did you see them buying product and then giving it to to their members or renting it to their members? Did you see them um, putting it on their e-commerce sites? How, how, how did that how did that flow? And then my, my follow-up question is, what, what part of that's permanent? So... So definitely we saw some of the smaller, more studio-based, you know, one, two, three locations that had that capability and need to pivot quickly on their own. And so we had set up our e-commerce channel, you know, specifically with that in mind, where they could say to their their customers, um, their members, hey, come spend, you know, $100 a month with me and we're going to you know, we're going to get you a discount on this product because we had customers telling us they were, they had, they had members using milk jugs, sandbags, you know, like not ultimate sandbag, but like literally bags full of sand to work out with. And so they were, they were asking us to help them solve, solve a product issue. Uh, And we were able to, to do that. You saw that, like I said, mostly with the smaller guys, um, the the bigger the bigger entities out there, they had more access to to equipment, or they had their own equipment, where they could rent their own equipment out. So you didn't see a lot of the bigger guys buying it. It was the the smaller ones. And you know, so the the second part of your question is, do I see that staying long term? Um, I would love for it to stay long term. Uh, but I think you guys have seen the news with what's gone on with Peloton in the last week, and, and you're seeing a shift in the industry, right? Where you see Peloton's numbers down, you, you, you flip that and you see um, Planet Fitness's numbers and, and other um, of the fitness chain's numbers, their numbers are up, which is fantastic. So, so I, I think that's the big unknown. Nobody knows what the blend's going to be. 
Um, the, we're, we're hoping that um, we're, we're hoping that that health clubs and boutique operators come to guys like you and say, Hey, I want to also be the e-commerce local provider of equipment. If somebody wants to buy home equipment, I want to be, I want to, I'm going to sell it for you effectively. So that's where we hope the evolution is going to come where, you know, there's a little more um, bravado or confidence in on behalf of the bricks and mortar to say, all right, I was able to do some version of digital. You know, I kept my business alive. I've got my relationship with my suppliers. Now let me try to connect everything. There's no reason why me as a health club operator, if I want to go and buy a Y belt, why I just don't do that through my health club operator instead of going to like Dick Sporting Goods. You know, like it seems like you can be the authority on everything. So that's where we're hoping things evolve. And then if I could plug in, the, in enough podcasts and people listen to us, then maybe it becomes true. That's my 3 a.m. idea, Aaron. Well, yeah, keep talking. I'll push it, push it into reality. <laughs> and Pete, I think some of the big guys have that mindset. You know, I think, you know, and I won't single them out, but a, a couple of them really do have that mindset where they're, they want to sell product and, and they're trying to figure that out because it, because it's not their core business. You know, their core business is to get people in the door in their classes and, and either buying, you know, renewing that membership or, or being a member and somebody coming to classes. Okay. But now they're trying to figure out what that other model is. And at the same time, figure out how does that all factor into this thing called digital? Yeah. And and how so so when we when the four of us can figure that out, um, let's let's patent it and go out and make a, a ton of money with everybody. Yeah, yeah. So so Aaron, uh, you know, in closing here, give us some uh, you know words of wisdom or a quote that you have as an entrepreneur, kind of you know starting from uh, the frustration to the fruition. That's the first time I've used that term. I'm going to use Ooh. that. <laughs> No quote Look, from you. That's you a quote from me. Let's end the podcast. No, please. Yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. Give no, us a quote or something that you live by. Or I don't, I don't have a lot of, don't have a lot of quotes. But look, you, you got to be in it for the long yeah. haul. That's for sure. You know, I knew, I knew, five, six years ago, I had this awesome product. Um, the lessons I've learned, you know, to get that awesome product to market and to the to the rest of the world is just incredible. I could never have. Never sort of seen seen what was involved until you've actually been on the journey. So, um, you know, the key point you've got to have a good team around you, and you've got to you've got to trust that team to be doing what they do best. You know, I'm all about the the, the YBL and and the content when it comes to business or distribution or sales forget about it but i'm very lucky to have you know guys like mark and um david and who, who runs our, our our business as well so having the right people in your team and, and letting them do their yeah. work you know letting them do what they do best and that's what we do really well at ybell so you know it, it doesn't happen overnight no matter how good a product you've got or how good an invention is you've got to you've got to put in the hard yards and and you know see it yeah. through and and I feel like we're you know we've done that, or I feel like I've done that. I could still I can still keep doing it, but I, I think we're really getting we're we're get, getting close now to to the dream becoming a reality. Well, congrats on uh, congrats on on your on, on the success to date and and the go forward. Mark, you want to leave us with with yeah, a uh, with a short quote or or another antidote or just uh, a, a firm that uh, 
that that he lets you do your job and run. Oh, no, he, <laughs> you know, it's 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 fantastic working, you know, for ownership like Aaron and David and Michael and, and others where, you know, we we all we all kind of understand what our our lanes are. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, we we of course we cross into each other's lanes and and that that's normal in life. Right. But, you know, it to, to Aaron's point, teamwork is what really has made this company, you know, prosper. Uh, and it's and it's trusting in each other and trusting in our in our, all of our different partners, whether it's our our club club and studio partners, our um, distributors or dealers. You know, we're all building something together and realizing it. You know, we're all in it together. It just makes it easier. And um, what was the quote? It's an old John Wooden quote, of course, you know, do not let what you cannot do get in the way of what you can do. And, and that's just something my father, father gave me at graduation many years ago, and it stuck with me. And, and that's something I think that we as a company really strive towards. And it's, 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 uh, it's been a fun, fun journey in some really, really crazy, crazy, weird times. And um, looking forward to what the next couple of years bring. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys in person. We'll put in the show notes here all you need to know about White Bell. Keep pushing it. Thanks for all your contributions. And uh, go Halo, boys. Go Halo. Oh, it's in. Thanks, right, Pete. That Thanks, was great. Guys. Thanks, man.